What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today, I was joined by a good friend of mine and a very special guest, Erin Comstock. She is responsible for the detox that I am going through right now. You've probably heard me mention it, or if you follow me on Instagram, maybe you saw something on my stories. I got some questionable comments about it, but here we get to clear the air. We get to break it all down and explain the whole process to you. And you can hear all about the pooping festivities that I've been going through. Uh, no, this was this is a really informative episode. I think you guys are going to love the conversation. Um, Aaron is super smart and brings a ton of knowledge to the table. So I really enjoyed this. I always learn something from these conversations. Hopefully you will too. We would love to hear some feedback. If you enjoy this episode, let us know about it. First, you can leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, of course. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories on Instagram. And you can tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And you can tag Aaron at 360nutrition.fitness. Enjoy the episode. All right, guys, I am joined today by a very special guest. I feel like this episode is long overdue, but it's actually good timing because you may have heard me talk about the fact that I am in the middle of a detox, which oddly enough, I did get a lot of comments on Instagram from people who are like, wow, I, I never imagined that you would be somebody to do a detox because it seems so counter to everything that you talk about. I preach sustainability. And I often say, like, if you're not willing to do something forever, then why are you sacrificing a whole bunch of things in the short term that's not going to last? However, this was a different situation because number one, I like to experiment with things and I like to see how different things make me feel and be in tune with my own body. And number two, um, I felt like there were some habits that I was starting to develop that I did not want to continue down that path. And I wanted to tighten things up. I wanted to clean things up and just um, having somebody that I trust, who is the current guest, Aaron Comstock, um, being able to guide me through that process, I felt like it was the perfect opportunity to do it first before I made any judgments. So thank you, Aaron, and welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I always say don't judge until you read the book, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm, I'm a big... It's, I had, it's funny because I, I run challenges now and I was like the biggest anti-challenge person in the world because of my own personal bias and experience. Like when I first started getting into fitness and nutrition, I did some horrible challenges that just left a sour taste in my mouth. And I was like, all challenges are stupid. But now it's like, you know what? I have this pre-existing belief. I can do challenges the way that I think is beneficial. We've had amazing success with clients going through and like having that be the launch pad to their long-term success. So um, similar with, with detoxes, I think that, well, first, before we get into that, I want to like set the frame of, of your background and how this all came to be. Um, you have a really cool story. So I feel like we should start there. Um, I'm always, every time you tell your story, I always forget that you were a professional sto snowboarder, which is so badass. So let's start yeah. at the beginning. How did, how did this all like come to be? Uh, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to start in 2018 or before. Um, yeah, I grew up in Tahoe. I was on skis at two and ski racing at eight. Horrible experience. Uh, at 12, I had a crush on a boy. He was snowboarding. I needed a snowboard. I babysat and made got my first snowboard in seventh grade. And I 
was obsessed. It, I always tell back then I was like, if I could marry my snowboard, it hurts me and it loves me and I can like succeed with it. And it like pushes me down. I don't know. It was just this conflicting, amazing relationship I had with a snowboard. <laughs> and I, I think that sort of passion I had carried me through. So I went professional actually a little later, uh, of course, kids now are 12, 13, 14. I was 23 when I went professional and that was a pretty long career. Actually, I went 12 years. So until I was 35 and it was a cool experience. I traveled over all over the world, um, over 26 countries, went to, was in the X games and filmed video parts. Uh, I mean, like what a, what a crazy life to have. My mom was just like, go get your masters. And I was like, I will later, but I did graduate from the university of Utah. Um, of course, through a bunch of injuries with snowboarding, I, well, any, anything you leave athletes leaving that world, it's actually a really depressing moment in your life. Cause you lose your sense of self and your purpose in a way, because you were up here and people wanted your autograph and you're in these videos and it's so cool. You're giving paid really good money. And then all of a sudden you're nothing. So you lose this identity. And that was a really huge part of me. Um, I also wanted to start a family. So between that time, I got very depressed with postpartum depression. I just lost who I was. And I did know through all my injuries and all my rehab I had with multiple different PTs, I could go into the fitness world and help people correct their posture and help their shoulders and their knees. Um, it was great. It was also not very well paying job. Um, I went and got my NASM certification, which is to be like a personal trainer at 24 hour fitness or something. And then I got CrossFit certified and it was great. But what I noticed is after my second baby, I started in macros. I got a coach. I don't even think the company is around anymore. Uh, and she is very simple. Just, she did exactly what I should eat. The difference back then was like, this is what you're going to eat always. Not, not the food, but these are your set calories like forever, forever. And as I've learned through NCI, that's, you know, you always got to change things around, but, um, I had great success and I being an athlete my whole entire life, I did also do college soccer. Uh, I always had this like fluff on my stomach and this was the first time I was eating like 2,400 calories. And by the way, I'm like 135, 55, and I had a six pack and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and everyone at the gym's like, coach me, I want your macros. And I'm like, I can't do that. Cause I think dieting sucks, by the way, I will, I've never been in a cut. I don't do well with cuts. Mike, I'm going to suck these last two weeks in the detox. It's, it's suffering to me, but, um, anyway, I was able to eat a lot of food and I had great success. Then I got into NCI in 2018 and man, I walked out of that room that first weekend. I'm not sure. Did you do Chicago in the fall 2018? Uh, no, I was in uh, DC 2019, I believe. Okay. And I walked, I was, you know, breastfeeding. So I was in my bedroom. I locked everybody out, my whole family. And I came out Sunday night and I'm like, I'm alive. I found my passion again. It was the same passion I had with snowboarding that that feeling like this is what I want to do. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. And so I just started my educational process. I went through Cassie's mentorship, which was like 
which I had no idea. I don't even know what I signed up for. All I know is I was on Canva creating stuff for a website I'm supposed to create, a name I'm supposed to come up with. And I was like, wait, I don't know if I was going to start a business. I just was going to help people. It was the craziest snowball. I didn't ask questions. I just went with it. And then I stumbled across um, Travis's hormone mentorship that summer. So 2019. And uh, that's where I was like, you need to have a mentorship because it's like you throw up on everybody in a weekend of all this information. And all you want to do is just like get the throw up off and just be like, wait, what just happened? Um, And so I just said, this has to be absorbed and like broken down a lot more. So that happened in 2020, just January, I entered into his mentorship, um, which is now called WellFits. And it's just been this roller coaster of education. I'm now in this other course as well, but that's, that's kind of just me in general snowboarding. I just like went with it. Didn't ask a lot of questions. NCI. It's just, you find that passion and you're just like, give me more. <laughs> so yeah. and it's that's fun. where I am today. It seems like your personality is very similar to mine with that, where like you get into something and you just go all in and you want to learn everything. And you just kind of, it's almost like that obsessive tendency where we just want to keep learning and, and keep evolving. Um, I had a similar experience actually now that you start talking about the the dates and the time frame. I believe mine was DC 2018 also, and then got offered to go to like a one day business day what I didn't even know what it was similar it was like I don't know what I'm signing up for, but I'm going to be there it was in Chino <laughs> Hills California and I was working for another company at the time and then all of a sudden I'm like yeah I'm going to hire Jason he's going to be my business coach I didn't have a business and then things just kind of went crazy from there um so with the like getting into Travis's mentorship uh where did you find like the the passion for more of like the the functional sides to to start focusing on hormone health gut health uh, you know, detoxing, reducing inflammation, just more of like the, I guess what you would call the functional side of things. Right. My, so I turned in my three avatars or, or guinea pigs from NCI to pass the L1. And I'm like, okay, I'm open for business. <laughs> and my mom's like, well, you should, I know, I know who her friend was or anyway, she was turning 60 and she wanted some help. And we got on the phone and she says, uh, I have Hashimoto's and celiacs. And I'm like, Holy crap. How do you spell that word? And I, I had no idea what she was saying. And I said, if this is how this is going to go, I'm not done. And, um, I had since that point, I, you know, I'm more now, but in that first year I had one client that was just doing paleo or not paleo. She was doing a keto star type diet with CrossFit. So she didn't eat carbs and high fats and she was, she was miserable. So I fixed her and I was like, this is so fun, but no one else there's like to find that one easy fix out of every, all these other people I found that needed help. Um, it just wasn't the direction I, I needed to go, I guess. It's just was how I stumbled across it. And then when I met, started Travis's courses, everything he was talking about, I saw my niece, the story you saw with my niece. I was like, wait, she has that. I found out my mom has Graves disease. I was like, why don't you ever tell me these things, mom? Like that's in the family. And she's like, yeah, I just take a pill for it. I'm fine. Uh, you know, my dad had high blood pressure. My grandfather died from high cholesterol. These are things I'm finding out now, or, you know, when I was learning, but they started clicking and it's just like that puzzle. You're just all of a sudden you're like, wait, she has that. And he has this. And it's just like, 
a lot of people have these issues. So it just was that much more interesting because I could play as I was reading it, I could place people's situations in it and connect it. Um, I did horrible in high school. I have ADHD, but if I can connect things, it makes it so much better. And it just was connecting left and right. Yeah. I love it. And I mean, there's so many people who deal with autoimmune disorders and, uh, you know, various issues with, you know, with inflammation and just, you know, digestive issues. And a lot of the times we just keep like powering through or you just ignore it. And it almost becomes the, the norm to be like, well, yeah, I'm just bloated all the time. That's just normal. And I think that was really what led me to wanting to do the detox was because I started to have that awareness moment of what if there's a lot of things that I'm doing that I just assume are normal, that I will quickly learn uh, that it's not normal, that I actually, and, and one of the immediate things was I have not been bloated for a single day, like have not felt any sort of bloat or. Um, you felt, so you like, felt bloating before? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I've felt bloated, gassy, like stuff like that has, has for sure been stuff that I'm like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just fine. It's not. <laughs> right. Um, so let's get into like how the detox came to be. Uh, like what, what made you put together the program? It's called the, is it the big detox? Yeah. Brain immune gut. Brain immune gut. Um, so what was like the thought process behind it? How did it come to be? Yeah. Travis was coaching us through it. It's March of right around COVID <laughs> plenty of time on my hands. Not really. I had my kids. I was trying to teach too, but uh, he was like, I'm going to run it. If you guys want to do it with me. And I believe at the time, a lot of coaches did it with him, but I decided to see any of my clients. I was like, do this for free because you're my beta group, but I'm going to do this. And as we do it together, I'll be asking questions to Travis. I was like, what a great way to, for me to implement it. I need to see things myself. And that was the first time. So that was uh, spring of 2020 and there's really good results that came out of it. Um, people feeling really good. The gallstone flush was hilarious at first because Sean and I were not going. It was 11 at night. We have foam rollers out, yoga positions. We're on like looking, I have a bidet I was using. I'm like, what's wrong? I guess this, but I was like, this is why I'm doing this because if you don't go right away, I need to know it's okay. And it was totally okay. Um, and so that was when it came about. And then we didn't do it again for a full year. Um, I went a different direction for a minute. And then I brought it back last spring and it was so not as many as this time, but it was our biggest group. Um, and that was where we had over 14 and like immediate success stories. And if it wasn't somebody that lost 15 or something pounds, it was somebody with an autoimmune that had remission results. We had two girls that had autoimmunes that ended up with, um, blood tests coming back on paper, they were in remission and that's huge for them. That was their victory. So that's not just the weight loss, which people will like to hear, you know, detox. And I actually wanted to step away from that word, but it still brings that curiosity to some people. Well, I'm not going to juice or starve myself, but we don't starve ourselves. And I just want to get that education out, but we are still detoxing. Um, our liver gets, that's our filter system. And it's just like a car or a pool. If we're not taking care of it, it's going to start clogging up. So it just kind of came about as the interest grew and man, the results and trying to show people a more sustainable, the detox isn't sustainable, but if you find those one or two trigger foods that you're like, okay, I don't have to do whole 30 every other month to feel good. I just need to avoid tomatoes and I'm going to feel awesome. 
that's, that's kind of the powerful point because we, I want sustainability and it shouldn't be so black and white. I feel like there should be some little things you can have dairy. Maybe you just can't have these certain ones, but now you can eat all these. And now, you know, there are certain dairies you can have and certain you can't. Yeah. And I think that's been, I'm so glad that you, you framed it that way. Cause that's definitely been my experience. And admittedly, hearing the word detox, I thought like, how little am I going to be eating? And the first two weeks I'm eating over 3000 calories, which is above, um, slightly above my maintenance and, and felt, you know, totally fine. And, and eating a lot of, it was like adding more fruit, adding more veggies and things that I'm like, man, I, you know, I was definitely slacking in, in that department and just, I always tend to gravitate towards convenience. So protein shakes, bars, like consistently every single day, even though I still eat a lot of high quality foods, I, I felt like I was trending in a direction that I didn't want to keep going down that path. And it's, and it's been noticeable. Um, but I think like, first I wanted to ask the question about, you often see people who are kind of like the know-it-all coaches and they're like, you don't need to detox. That's why you have a liver. Your liver detoxes your body for you. And, and, you know, you see all of these types of posts, um, at least I do circulating all over the place. Um, so can you just like explain the purpose when we, when we talk about detoxing, what's like, what are we actually doing? What's happening in our bodies and, and why would we go through something like this when we know like, yes, your liver is doing that, but there might be some issues with the filtration system. It might not be functioning optimally and like, just kind of walk through what we're actually doing. Uh, right. So as you were saying, I mean, you're a wonderful nutrition we have a lot of new, wonderful nutrition coaches in our space. Um, but sometimes convenience is, is what we need, what we go to. Um, I do the same thing and there comes a time where convenience might become more often. Um, maybe we live in the city in LA and we're having all that smog all the time the gasoline we're pumping these little things just add up through our life. Um, and more importantly with a lot of the heavier people and as our, as you can see our society, so outside of coaches as well, um, the heavier are the more toxins you're actually holding because they're 90% stored. 90% of them are stored into your fat cells. And when our liver is now trying to push these toxins through our body and processing them, um, you know, you're getting your gallbladder removed or you're starting to feel yucky. Um, and these things also like at nighttime with having blue screens in our faces and not getting the proper sleep, like toxins are starting to now pack into our, our brain and into our, uh, fat cells. And they also are like when we're, when our stress is really high, we start packing in, um, more visceral fat around our organs for survival. And now we're starting to slow down what's what the liver is supposed to be doing. Um, your bile, like will be start to become sludgy. And that is what also helps with breaking down your fats and absorption. So a lot of times you'll see people with vitamin deficiencies, um, sex hormones. So estrogens aren't being pushed out how they're supposed to be. They're getting stuck in the used up estrogens not going out, the used up vitamins or minerals that you might be using are now getting stuck. So now things are getting stuck a little bit. Um, stones are starting to create, which you won't ever be able to see unless they calcify. And that's from the bile, but the bile is now starting to, it, your bile always is collecting 
um, it has cholesterol. So you're, there's actually cholesterol st stones you'll pass as well, but it's connect. It's, uh, connect, it's sorry. It's contacting, collecting viruses, parasites, um, any kind of like unhealthy food you're eating. So now these things are starting to pack up. Um, so it's really silly to say, you know, your liver is there. Don't worry about it. Uh, I have a lot of clients that will go see the doctor and they are like, wait, what's that? You know, they'll get a, um, CT scan and like, wait, what is that on my liver? It's, it's fatty liver. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, one of my clients just told me, cause I saw her triglycerides this week. We're at 170. That's a hundred. That's a, that's a hundred higher than it should be. She said before it was at 300 and my, she's like, my doctor just told me to be careful. What does that mean? Be careful when your triglycerides are that high. I'm surprised she didn't have psoriasis. I mean, that's, that's a clogged liver and she does have fatty liver disease, but, um, there's just all these things that the medical world's missing. And so as us as coaches, instead of attacking a detoxification process, if it's done right, isn't fair because all it is, is trying to optimize your client's health. Yeah. That was probably uh, a long answer, but no, that was, that was perfect. And I think it, it really sums up exactly why I wanted to jump in and do this for myself. Um, you know, and let's like kind of go through some of the parts of, of like what you're eating really high fiber. So that, that was the first thing where I was like, all right, I have to get 50 grams of fiber per day, which has not been difficult for me at all. Um, it just took a little consideration and was like, okay, once I did it, like the first day, I was like, all right, this is easy. I can, I can hit this on autopilot. Um, what's the purpose there? Uh, actually, somebody in my Facebook group recently asked the question and was like, Hey, what's the connection between fiber and fat loss? Is there a connection? Like, why should we be getting more fiber? So like break that down for us. Like why, what's, uh, what are we doing there by getting our fiber up to, uh, 50 grams a day? Uh, and, and just like the thought process. So the main reason why we are trying to up it so high is you really want to try to get 25 grams of insoluble fiber in, um, there's no way really to measure it. So Doing that is if we can get in 50 grams, you're hoping you're getting between 20, maybe 30 grams of insoluble. The insoluble fiber is what's going to go and bind to the bile that is containing the toxins. Our, our body's really efficient and it wants to um, keep recycling that same bile 14 to 17 times before it goes out. So now we are trying to avoid that because we want to pull these toxins out. And also that's how you get sick is if you're not finding a way to pull it out. Um, cause you're not just recirculating these toxins and they're going in other places. So it's, it's to attach. It's one of the best binders you can do is, is have those fibers attach to that bile and start pulling it out. Um, I've had a couple people that are like, am I supposed to poo this much? I'm like, why wouldn't you want to get this stuff out? It's just a little bit of the educational process. Um, the other point of like my personal selfish point is upping people's fiber as well, especially first thing in the morning. And that's why I try to, I turned it into a shake, try to get this in first thing in the morning upon our waking is to help with blood sugar levels. Our blood sugar levels in this world are out of control. And there's so many people that are like, ah, I intermittent fast, or I don't need to eat till one o'clock, but you're not controlling what's going into your body necessarily when it hits one o'clock. And then you're craving sweets at night because you didn't have enough earlier in the day of the fats and proteins and yada, yada. So I try to have them start with a really nice, um, steady Eddie 
uh, blood sugar level in the morning. So there's not any crazy crashes later, but then it's also the point of it is to have your, your toxins attached and pulled out of it. Yeah. And I think it, it also really helped with food choices, just like, you know, eating berries and, and veggies and, um, and the resistant starch kind of, um, focal point was, was interesting for me, something that I've known for a really long time and have implemented at various points. But this is another reason where I was like, I, I need to do this because I know I'm going to learn something or be reminded of something. And that was one where I would go through periods where the, like the resistant starch, um, cooking rice, letting it cool for, you know, 12 hours or 24 hours sometimes, and then reheating it, um, doing the same thing with potatoes. Like that used to be part of my routine. And then just, you know, through convenience was like, yeah, I, I would stop and I, I wouldn't do it. So immediately when that was part of the protocol of like, let's, let's try to get in some resistant starch as well. It's like, okay, this, this, here's another thing that I, I used to do all the time that I haven't been doing. And I said to Mel the other day, I was like, if nothing else, introducing us to tiger nut pancakes was well. <laughs> um, so talk about like resistant starch and, you know, where we can get those in and, and why it's important. So yes. So resistant starch is, it's basically how it sounds. It's resistant to absorbing into your body. And it's going to also uh, come through just like insoluble fiber and take all of that, the toxins and, and clean out your colon. Basically I keep doing that because your colon are taking it all out. Um, and I, I get this question a lot. Can you do brown, brown rice? Uh, no, you can't is specifically like the white sushi rice. Um, I do, I can't actually find the white sushi rice anywhere. So I just do a white, I can't think of what is it? The basmati. I do basmati or jasmine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are going to work the brown. There's just already so much fiber in it. Um, it has its own insoluble fiber, a part of it, like that hard part. Um, but it just won't crystallize. So the white starches are what is going to crystallize overnight. So the cooling stage the potatoes, uh, rice, that's why you boil it. And then you'll go through a cooling stage to crystallize. And once it's there, it's there. You can go back and warm them up the next day. You can throw them in your oven and make like really good roasted potatoes with olive oil, garlic, et cetera. Um, and though people love them, it it's funny too, because people are like, Oh, I don't eat potatoes. Uh, well, yeah, you can actually eat potatoes and they're really good for you. You know, if you turn them into a resistant starch, another really high good one are green bananas. Uh, I am not a huge fan of green bananas, but I'll throw it into my shake and you know, it's, it's there, so. yeah. but it's really beneficial. I use it on a lot of people that are struggling with their gut health, their, their gut flora is off. Um, and then autoimmune conditions, it, it does really well. Awesome. Um, and, and tiger nut flour, I have to shout that out one more time because let it just do the tiger nut flour, whole eggs and, um, banana. And if I need it to be a little bit more, uh, like liquidy, I'll just throw in some almond milk or coconut milk. And it's so good. Um, literally every it's, single day. It's really good. Um, in our detox, we really try to push. Cause yes, you can go do an almond flour, but I think there's flowers out there. People don't look for and cassava and tiger nut are both root flowers. Um, holy crap. There's so much fiber. What is it? 12 grams or something quarter of a cup. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. And, 
Um, I actually did add a little bit of cassava the other day to see if it would fluff up a little bit. And it did. It was really good. I, I also add vanilla and sea salt to it. It's so good. Yeah, well, we've noticed that your like presentation and your ability to cook is way ahead of ours. So we always look at your meals and we're like, how does she do this? But uh, we keep it basic and it still works for us. Yeah, I wouldn't say I. it's just been over time where I'm like, I don't want to eat this again. Ooh, but I could add this to it. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, so I have to ask because I will say the most painful by far, you probably know where I'm going with this. The most painful part of the process for me was eliminating caffeine and probably, probably a sign that I needed to do it. Um, but first week it was very noticeable and has gotten better. And, uh, you know, here's another thing, like the benefit is when I go back to, because I'm not going to eliminate caffeine forever. I, I love coffee and, um, but I will be going back to half calf cause I don't want to just, you know, start building back up to what I was drinking before, which wasn't anything crazy. I'm typically like a, you know, two cups of coffee in the morning type of person. Um, and that's really it, but it, it still, it, it impacted me. I noticed it. Um, so what's, what's the, the purpose for the um, caffeine protocol? So with the detox specifically, cause there's another purpose, but I, I can stay away from that one. Um, when you, like I just said, your toxins are in your fat cells but to get it out of your body, you need to convert it into a water soluble um, cell. And that process, there's phase one and phase two. And if phase one is triggering too fast, which caffeine will do to that, then right in the middle here, see how I kept it apart? They turn into a quick metabolite that it's oxid, a really dangerous um, oxidative. <laughs> What am I trying to say? It becomes oxidative and that is super, super, that will make you sick. And when I say, um, you know, one, if you're not flushing your toxins out, but this is the other part, if you're pushing them out too fast right here and it gets stuck and this is not able to pick it up at its pace, phase two, then this, this is where you'll see people getting nauseous or headaches. Um, you know, you can see, people probably bag on detoxes because they'll just be like, it made me so sick. Well, they were either drinking caffeine or they weren't finding a way to pull it out of their body properly. Um, so it will slow down phase one so that it can nice, nicely go into phase two. And when it comes out of the other side of phase two, it then will be excreted through, um, you know, sweat, urine, stools. Uh, and that's, that's why we do it that way. Awesome. Um, so then with the, actual like nutrition part of it, um, going from eating quite a bit. Like I, I felt very satiated the first two weeks, totally fine. No issues eating over 3000 calories per day. Now being on week three, I'm not eating very much and I'm, I'm a little bit cranky about it. And, <laughs> um, it is, I'm like you, I don't like to cut. Uh, I really don't like to, to reduce my calories. I notice it very quickly. And then, you know, there's, there's an individual variable here because, you know, we've, we have clients who, um, you reduce their calories a little bit and they're totally fine for a while. Other people feel it right away and notice it right away. I'm definitely that person. When I, my calories are low, I can immediately feel it energy level. Um, I'm, I'm easy. I'm just crankier. Like it's, it's pretty obvious. Um, uh, so talk about like the, the shift from like the first two weeks, what we're trying to accomplish shifting into like the second two weeks with the lower calorie approach. 
there's two things I'm trying to accomplish in the first two weeks with the higher calories. And number one, switching from all of our habits, that sugar intake, caffeine intake, that like I need something. I try to tell people always have something ready. If you can always be eating, if you can always uh, be having, you know, adding your proteins, eat high fats, like do everything that you haven't been doing because you thought it was bad to have fats or eat this much food. It's more, so in that instance, it's to help people push those um, those cravings and those addictions to the side. Uh, I always find, especially at night, like at the first couple of days, I was like, oh my gosh, I need something. And my kids are here eating crumble cookie. Do you guys have crumble cookie out there? <laughs> no, but I've had it before and everybody talks about it. We have, uh, what is it called? We have insomnia cookie. That's kind of our big, our big place. Okay. I like refer to it as the new age Mrs. Fields on crack. It's so they have these they delivered to your house, hot, steaming, hot and fresh, like massive cookies anyway. So they're eating those. And because I had the extra, I had the chia seed pudding. And usually I probably eat that much. I ate the whole thing, but I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, I still didn't go to what I would have done. Um, so, and I don't feel bad about it. Cause I know the first two weeks is just trying to push those addictions out and have like those other tools and it's good food. The other thing, of course, is the high fiber intake. Um, and then the last two weeks, hopefully those ha- addictions have kind of mellowed out. And um, one of the best things for our bodies is to let our digestive system and liver rest and do a reset. And so when we drop calories, um, intermittent fasting is hard for me because I wake up and I coach classes in the morning and I don't want to make myself sick. So some people that don't, that are like me and don't want to do that. I just have them do that shake. As we know, it's about 65 ounces of just vegetables. Um, and then maybe just eat a, a lunch, like if they want a bigger salad or lunch and a dinner, um, actually, and Travis actually said, you don't ever want to feel starving. You actually are unlimited of vegetables. So if you are cranky, you could just go and eat some lettuce. (laughs) That's the worst, not what you want to do. But I mean, you could always, I actually, during the cut, I just triple my vegetables and everything because it's, it's, it still feels good because you're eating with that flavor. Um, and I don't want to say they're empty calories, but they're not bad calories. So, um, I, what I do cut down on, is I stop cooking everything and all the delicious oil, you know, I'll do a little bit, but not as much as I've been using. I'll take out the coconut cream. So I cut down on the fats and then, um, and then the dinners are just, they're just a little lighter. So I don't actually let myself get hungry and cranky like you are. I don't know. <laughs> I hate being hangry, yeah. but it is good. You know, metablock flexibility is really important. Yeah. It's really great for longevity. It's really great for metabolism. So it's, yeah. it's only good things. Yeah. And it's, it's not one of those things where I feel like it's unbearable and I'm not, I'm not hangry all the time. Um, oh, that's I, good. I just notice it and and it's very manageable for me. Um, like you said, it's just being a little bit more intentional with certain things and, and cutting back. It's easy for me to lower my fats. That's usually my natural. I'm, I'm typically a protein and carbs person anyway. Um, mm-hmm. so, so dropping my fats a little bit is never an issue. Um, yeah, still, you and Melanie need to work on your fat intake. Still eating a lot of, of fruit, still eating a lot of veggies and then, and, and protein's always easy for me. Um, so, yeah. And I like what you said though. I just want to say that to every, I mean, whoever's listening manageable, like it's very manageable. And when I eat less, um, even the, I know that I have that next meal and if 
I get to it, I feel it's manageable. I don't let myself get miserable. Yeah, totally. Um, I want to talk about like the expectation and, and first I want to talk about the expectation. And then I also want to talk about transitioning out of the detox and what you recommend there. Uh, what I mean with the expectation, you mentioned uh, some clients going into remission from autoimmune um, conditions. You also mentioned some people losing a lot of weight. And I mentioned, you know, just not feeling bloated. I definitely felt leaner, even eating more. Um, that was the other thing. Towards the end of week two, eating over 3000 calories a day, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm leaner than when I started. Uh, and I haven't been like very religious about weighing or tracking anything uh, um, my, in my physical appearance. I'm, I'm usually just happy with, you know, maintaining, but I felt it. And I felt like my clothes fit a little bit better. I felt like I was a little bit tighter. Uh, what's like the, the expected result for most people, obviously, obviously everybody's different, but I just want to, for anybody that's considering jumping in and, and trying the detox next time you run it, uh, what are some of the expectations for, you know, four weeks? What will they feel? What will they experience? I'm going to hit on that, but first I wanted to ask, did you do your measurements before? I didn't. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Told you to. You're like, I promise I will. Uh, Cause those are fun. I, I'm I not a scale person picture. either. I did take it before picture. So you'll be able to see changes. Measurements are really fun. Um, the expectations, because a lot of people really is always weight loss, right? I always, I I'm doing this cause I'm, I, I'm going on a vacation, weight loss, weight loss. Now, um, I put expectations on my clients. I will have clients that first they're like, I can't do, I, well, it's not detox. I've been working with them just as a nutrition client. And they just say, I'm already, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to set myself up for failure. I can't diet. And I always say, what if we actually don't even talk about food our first month together? Because usually these people have sleep and stress that you need to work through anyway. So those kind of clients I have, this is where it becomes an expectation for them um, because they usually are fighting uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, psoriasis, these, all these like things. And I, it's, I try to turn it as, Hey, we're coming together as a group. We're going to be posting all these recipes. This is why I like, you have all this food to eat. And so their expectation for, I would say, more of my clients' expectations is to see if they can reduce some of the medications they're on. So there is that more serious side. The really cool thing that happens that I'll get reported with are, uh, oh my gosh, my skin's not itchy. I just thought that was normal. And it was the almonds. Like I had no idea, or I'm sleeping so much better cutting down on my caffeine. And I know you guys, I think we're not doing so well at sleep at first. I don't know if it's gotten better. Um, but then I have people that are like, I'm sleeping worse. I don't know how you guys do this without caffeine, but it's also a big sign uh, of our adrenals just being off, right? Like these are, these are things that actually <laughs> need to be addressed. Um, and I do, I do like helping educate those that come through along the way. Um, people are bringing up PMS symptoms. People are bringing up, uh, actually I haven't had anyone say they were super bloated. Um, there's one and I'm going to get on the phone with them tonight. I take that time to walk them through it because there's something going on. If you aren't feeling great, come like week two. Uh, and then I guess at the end of the day, yeah, there's weight, but man, I would say the skin, the nails, I have one lady that told me today, her nails are stronger again. Um, and getting regular bowel movements again. So it, it does a lot 
I think what it is, is like, you're going in with an idea of something and you come out with 20 extra presents next to your side. There's like so much more. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I noticed the, uh, I said the other day, I was like, I, I'm my, my poop just like flows out of me now and it's so clean and easy. And that was a, a pleasant, um, win for me, no bloating. Um, you know, pooping has been such a, a pleasant change for me. Um, and so those are probably the big ones, uh, going in the beginning, it was sleep was tough without caffeine, which again was probably a sign that it needed to happen. And then, um, yeah, going to the bathroom that frequently at first. Um, but again, probably a sign that there was some stuff that needed to be cleared out. And, um, and now I feel great. And, um, I'm looking forward to wrapping things up next week, which comes into the the final question of where do we go from here? Um, because this is not the final question. I want to hear about your gallstone flush. Okay. We will definitely go over that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just do this and skip one of the most That's very or adventurous parts. Yeah. I'm sure you did. Right, well, let's talk about that first. And then we'll talk about the exit strategy. Um, so first explain the, the gallstone flush for everybody. All right. Everybody has them. I mean, that doesn't mean you need your gallbladder out. Everybody has them. They're formed again from uh, the cholesterol and then the different toxins and viruses and stuff that come through our body. Um, and when they start calcifying, uh, because we're not taking care of our liver and we keep eating like crap, or we keep doing uh, things in our environment that make them calcify and get stuck into our biliary ducts. That's when you are now getting your gallbladder removed. Um, and by the way, if anybody listening is, has an appointment to do that, you can actually do this first. Um, my mentor did it with six people. He saved six gallbladders. It's free. Um, it doesn't sound easy at first, but I think now that Mike's been through it, you, he can answer for himself, but um, it's not as maybe nervous or scary as as it sounds at first, but the whole point is to flush. They are created in our liver and they're created in our biliary ducts and their inner gallbladder. It comes through that oil that we'll drink that the night of comes through and just like takes them and pulls them out. It's very hard. The dangerous ones are the ones that sink. It's hard to see it in murky water. I'm not going to put my hand in the water. Um, but there's about a series of 12 to 14 BMs. And as things clear up, you'll start seeing some of the ones that float at top. Those are harmless, but it's still cool to see them. Um, I've had people say that they've seen over 200 freaked out. And they're like, I'm doing this again, ASAP. But the colors all represent different things. And I need to get the color chart put up in there. I know the bright green ones are the newer ones. Yeah. So I'll talk about my experience. So first there's a, there's a prep week, um, week two, where we're still eating a lot of food, still hitting high fiber. Um, but we're also getting a half a cup of apple cider vinegar, um, per day in water, just sipping throughout the day, which I thought would be difficult. And it really wasn't. I, I kind of liked the taste of it with the, in the water. I don't, it was fine for I me. I didn't mind it. Um, so that part was totally fine the whole prep week. So that was like six days, um, making sure that we're getting in high fiber, making sure we're getting the apple cider vinegar. And, and then is the actual like prep day where we were instructed to have uh, just a carb, like a light carb breakfast, which we just did fruit. And then the same thing for lunch, um, light carbs, no protein or fat. And so another, we just had some more fruit. Um, and then I will say the worst part is the Epsom salt drinks. So we had one drink at, I believe, six o'clock, somewhere around there at night. 
And then another one around eight or nine. I can't remember the exact time. It might've been seven and nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were about two hours apart and um, drinking Epsom salt. I had no idea it was, it was so bitter and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that was the least enjoyable part. Um, and then right before bed, we have a drink of a half a cup of olive oil, which of course we had to plug it into my fitness pal because we're so curious, like how much fat are we drinking in this? Uh, which it was about a hundred and some grams of fat, uh, half a cup of olive oil mixed with grapefruit juice, but it was fresh. taking fresh hand squeezed grapefruits, about six ounces, and then mixing the six ounces of hand pressed grapefruit juice into the olive oil, shaking it up really good, and then drinking it, which actually tasted pretty good. I was so good. Had no issues with that at all. And then you lay down, you go to bed. Um, Mel woke up and and pooped right away. Uh, I think she went twice. Um, I did not. And I had a hard time sleeping because I could like feel everything moving through my system. And if I like moved a little bit and I am a, not a still sleeper, I toss and turn a lot. So I could feel everything like slushing around in there. And it felt like there was just this like big weight in the front of my belly. And then in the morning, it was like the great emptying and everything came out. Um, it's all right. All my podcast listeners know I'm an open books. I can hear about my, my poop festivities. It's um, good. It needs to be talked about. <laughs> emptying. And then, uh, so, and then you have to wait until I believe it was like 1030 to have some, like some, um, juice, like fruit juice, we just put in, in a blender. Um, but I had, I was planning to play tennis with my friend that morning. <laughs> so I had to time it where I didn't want to go in on an empty stomach, but my bigger concern was how do I leave without being like immediately near a bathroom? <laughs> and so, um, like I was like, all right, I'm going to go play. I was like, wait, nope, I'm actually going to go poop again. <laughs> and so there was a lot of that happening, um, uh, but made it through tennis was totally fine. And um, yeah, I, I felt a lot better. Um, we both felt a little bit nauseous overnight. And then after getting a lot of the, the poop out in the morning, felt like very, like it was kind of nice to have that emptying feeling. And it was weird to see the, the gulls. So we didn't see them at first. Cause like you said, it's like murky in there. Um, but eventually as, as the poop cleared up, you could actually see the, the gallstones in there, which was pretty wild. Um, and then, yeah, that we felt, we felt pretty good. Um, I will tell you that probably the best I felt was the next day after everything was emptied, the next day I felt amazing and poop was solid. It was like flowing effortlessly and, you know, it was like, um, yeah. So you're okay without caffeine. Yeah. Everything was fine. So yeah, I felt uh- I love hearing all that. And I just wanted to add a couple of things that um, the point of the apple cider vinegar through the week is to soften the stones when they come out. So it, it passes. And then the Epsom salt opens up the, the, the ducts and then the oil pulls it out. Um, and then the nauseousness is actually really common because you are pulling out toxins, but it's coming out so fast and that's, it just gets, it makes you a little feel yucky, but we have other that same day or night they took another charcoal binder, um, to start pulling out toxins a bit more. It's a really fascinating, interesting process. I have clients that have fatty liver disease and they will send me pictures of their stones. They're like this big, didn't hurt. They didn't fill them, but they're like, Oh my gosh. Like they can tell 
that their liver is clearing out. And that's so key. I, you know, Mike knows this. I said this at the event. There's a hundred million people in the U.S. alone that have fatty liver disease. And it's not a big deal because there's not a pill to diagnose it with. So something as free and easy as this, um, you know, Mike felt his best the next day. It it's so worth to get that liver back and going again. Yeah. And the, the best moment was the fourth, you take two Epsom salt drinks the night and then um, that night, and then two Epsom salt drinks in the morning, that fourth one finishing it, that was the best moment by far (laughs) having to drink that anymore. Um, So yeah, very interesting. Um, So let's talk about real quick, the transition out. Like, what do you recommend? Is there anything that um, typically that you, you walk clients through? How should we approach things? You can coach me on the spot here since I'm about to finish it next week. Yeah. So the fourth week is always the hardest week that, you know, you're kind of first week learning second week, gallstone flush, third week cutting, but the fourth week, you're just like, I'm over this. And so what I've learned to start doing now is to keeping people engaged is to slowly introduce some of the foods you've cut out. Um, Mike, I think just did the normal stuff that we cut out with the detox. So in the detox, you're still able to have dairy and eggs. Um, but when I talk to somebody before they start, if I recommend them cutting out dairy or, and, or eggs, or even nightshades, um, this is the best opportunity to start. Everything's cleared out and I will start bringing things in one at a time. And so with, uh, Mike and his girlfriend, I, you know, would probably see if you guys did do more specific things, like say your girlfriend cut out nuts of some sort. I like to take that one, um, one nut, just be like, all right, let's try almonds for a few days. And when I bring things in, it's very small, you know, do maybe a tablespoon or or just a tablespoon of nuts, put them in that tablespoon next day, two tablespoons. Um, and then the next day, a quarter cup, and then you remove everything for a day. And if you feel great, awesome you can do almonds. And then we would go to your next nut that you would want to try. So with you guys, um, I do gluten last, uh, that's one of the most inflammatory, but I would maybe see if you guys wanted to try corn. Um, definitely not a corn chip. I try to make that really clear, (laughs) but if you guys tried and by the way, if you, you guys have Siete out there, S-I-E-T-E brand, their cassava lime sea salt chips are so good. Um, but that has cassava and it's not a corn, um, you know, maybe get some corn and try it at a meal. Sometimes people are like, I hate corn. And so the next one that we cut out, um, besides gluten, what else would it, would it be? I kind of actually have people start because we are really specific with the cheeses that we do use during the detox. I'll have people kind of introduce some of the old, the other dairy they were using and see how they feel with that. That too. So it's kind of the inflammatory foods. I like everyone has a different program. So I like to have them start introducing some of that stuff back in because it's good. Like Mike is like, interesting, that Fage yogurt that I thought was great actually makes my stomach feel a little bloaty. Um, and then he would either just find a different option or, uh, you know, just, just kind of go from there. Uh, cause all dairy is fermented and processed different. So the enzymes will be different. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. We don't, we don't, really ever eat corn. And, um, interestingly enough, we were, we don't eat a lot of gluten. That's not intentionally. I mean, sometimes we'll have it, but we're typically just more natural gluten-free, um, without really thinking much about just our natural food choices. Um, 
So I would say the big one for me would probably be going back to like whey protein um, instead of using like the Vega, whatever. Um, yeah. Going back to whey, I'm not sure if that would be like a good place to start. So that is a great place. What I would recommend um, is I'm not sure what way you're using. Cause if you did feel inflammation leave, it possibly could have been the way you're, you were using, um, you know, I, I have a coach that I'm coaching right now. And when I looked at the way he was using, cause I don't, I don't, you know, you might have an awesome way, but I was like, get that garbage out right now. Um, I would get a hormone free grass bed way. It's very affordable. It's the same price as the other one. You're just getting a way better product without all that crap in there. Um, casings really inflammatory way. Yes, it is. But if you can handle whey, there's just cleaner versions of it. So I, that's, that would be my suggestion. Okay, cool. I, I have one that I love that I will share with you. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. We have a little over a week to go, but, uh, we're, we're both hanging in. We're good. We did. Here's another thing. You're basically our coach right now. Cause we just did your workout. You don't even know. Um, today we did that workout you posted, which was like thrusters, 21, 15, nine or whatever <sighs> thrusters and pull-ups and then thrusters and chest bar and then thrusters and dips. And yeah, that kicked our asses. <laughs> That's awful. I didn't put on there. If you are actually really good and you get to the dips that they're bar muscle ups. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. And I also didn't put on there that you go 65, 85, 105. Okay. I just did men. I did 95 across the board. Yeah. So you just go up and wait. But anyway, it's awful. I'm sore. Yeah. Um, I feel better to start lower and, and build up. I just went right for 95 across the board. That's impressive. I mean, you basically crush it because then you combined both heavy and light. Um, I did want to say, uh, what was it? Shoot. There was one more thing I was going to say, but oh, well, I've totally blanked. Anyway, that's awesome. You did the workout. (laughs) Yeah. So last thing is where can everybody find you? Uh, Anybody that wants information on the detox or anything else that you've got going on, how can they stay connected with you? Great question, Mike, because we're redoing our website, but our website is www.360nutrition.fitness and um, Instagram is really easy. It's 360nutrition.fitness. Um, our Facebook is where we like people to come and I need to make my name a little easier. I think it's 360, um, detox and lifestyle hacks or something like that. I don't even know the name of it. <laughs> That's all right. worse. I'll, I'll post all the links in the show notes. <laughs> go join the group and follow Aaron and check out all the information on the detox. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, bringing so much value and knowledge and um, we will talk soon. Yeah. Thanks for doing that detox. It's cool to hear another coach do it and hear about it. Yep. I'm always down for for some uh, experimenting. So anything else that you want to like run me through as your beta, I'm I'm down for. All right. I'll keep you in mind. (laughs) All right. Thanks Mike.